Hey gorgeous, and welcome to Unsabotage with Ginny Townsend. I'm Ginny, and I'm so glad you're here. Every week, I'll bring unique stories, strategies, and ideas to help you shatter your glass walls. You know, those pesky areas where we seem to get in our own way, so you can step into a life you adore. This is the podcast version of my weekly show originally filmed on Facebook Live. If you'd like to watch the episodes, hop on over to unsabotage.com. But if you're a podcast junkie like me, here's the place to kick up your feet and binge. All right, let's unsabotage. Hey, gorgeous. So I have a question for you. What are you leaving on the table? Welcome to another episode of Unsabotage with Jenny Townsend. I'm Jenny, and I am so excited that you're here. So if you saw last week's episode, you know that I asked the question, or I addressed the question that we should never ask when we're pursuing our dream, and that is asking for permission, or even waiting for permission to pursue our dream. And so after the episode, I had the chance to hang out with some amazing friends and have great conversations about that topic. And one friend in particular, we were having coffee, talking about how we've seen this in our lives and in situations. And then one of us, I honestly can't remember who, asked the question. So if this is the case, what are we leaving on the table? And we just sat there in silence for a moment. What are we leaving on the table? And it got me thinking and the question has haunted me all week long. So I absolutely had to bring it to you today. And as I unpack it, I felt like the best place to start was to look at what does that phrase actually mean to leave something on the table. And I discovered that it was referring to leaving money on the table and more specifically at the poker table. I thought it was going to be about the negotiating table, but the origin really was poker. Interesting, huh? So what it meant was if you weren't playing at your highest level or if you weren't playing strategically, you were leaving money on the table, on that poker table. And then also what I think is interesting to note is it assumes that someone, if they're leaving something on the table, they're actually at the table. They're present. It is within reach. It is not this, this far away thing that they have no access to. But I actually think that's where the analogy ends as far as how it pertains to our discussion today. So, if, if you're playing poker, you are assuming that it is a zero-sum game. So when we play poker together, for me to win, that means someone else at the table, potentially you, needs to lose. That's not a great feeling, right? Well, I mean, it's under, like, it's understanded, it's understood, rather, <laughs> in poker, but sometimes it can feel like if at the table of life, in whatever situation that we're at, in order for us to win something, in order for us to, like, not leave something on the table, that means we were taking from others. And I think it's for that reason that we sometimes pause with when we have an opportunity to take something that's on the table, but we choose to let it sit, leave it on the table. But I don't think everything is this binary in life. Yes, at poker, it's you either win or you lose. Yes, say your company is bidding for a project and there are several other companies bidding for that same project. Yes, one company will win, the rest won't. Or if you're applying for a job, same thing, right? But I don't think that that every situation, or even most situations in life, are this binary. I don't think everything is a zero-sum game. So let's take, for instance, um, 
a coaching transaction. Say a coach and a client meet, and the coach helps the client to have some really amazing breakthrough um, and move forward in an area of life that they, that they didn't see how to, that they didn't know it was possible. Amazing breakthrough. So the coach added so much value to the client, and the client added value to the coach through payment. So I don't think that even though that's viewed as a transaction, I don't think you need to subtract from someone to add to yourself. And so I think this zero sum game, the origin story of this phrase, kind of keeps us at, at arm's length, kind of encourages us or, or really doesn't give us the drive to reach out and grab what's on the table because we would be taking it from someone else. Interesting, huh? So here's an entirely different way of looking at it. I got to go hiking in the redwoods with my mother-in-law this weekend. We had the best time and when we got to the park, the park entrance, there was this huge um, circular slab, a cutout of a tree that had fallen in, I think, 1934. And they, it was, you could see the cross section, so you could see all of the rings, you know, smaller in the middle and larger as they grew out and out and out. And what they did that I thought was amazing was they put markers on each of the rings that represented major points in history that we would all be aware of. So you can actually see how old the tree was. So one of the more outer rings was um, it referenced World War I. It was almost to the edge because this thing fell in the 30s. Then if you go further back, there was the Declaration of Independence. Then further back, um, the, the birth year of Shakespeare and Galileo, which I had no idea they were both born in the same year, right? Interesting. Then there were so many, there's the signing of the Magna Carta and so on and so on and so on. And even right before, there was pretty close to the, to the core, to the center of the trunk cross section, there was this little sliver that said, um, Jesus of Nazareth was born. So the, the tree existed literally BC. That thing was literally just shy of 2000 years old. Isn't that insane? So as I was looking at these rings, especially since there were markers on each of the rings, it got me thinking, like if you've seen any of these episodes before, you know it's the randomest things will get me thinking. And I started thinking, what are our rings as as we approach something like leaving things on the table. So in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, whatever is closest to the, the core of the tree, the heart of the tree is probably the most internal, but then as the rings expand out, they probably start to involve other people. So it's like, okay, if, what if I could name each of the rings to help us understand um, what is actually happening when we leave things on the table. And here's what I came up with. I came with four rings. So no, it's not just a four-year-old tree, but four specific rings that I thought would be really valuable for you to bring to, or to hear today. So one of them is, and this one is at the core, at the heart, waiting for permission. So you're at the table, you're at the table, but you're waiting for someone else at the table to give you permission to pick up what is on the table, to not leave something on the table. So that is the ring one, that is strictly internal. And then the next ring out is afraid to ask for it. So at this point you might be, you're aware that there is something on the table that would be very valuable for you, that would help you get to the next level, that would help you be a better 
spouse, partner, etc. Something there's something on the table that you recognize would be very valuable for you, but you're afraid to ask for it. So at least at this point, um, there is a potential conversation going on, but there's still that fear of, and maybe the root of this fear is the zero sumness that I was talking about earlier. That if I ask for this, this probably means that no one else will ever have access to it. Okay, so that's the second ring. And then the third ring is actually when we try, we reach out for it, and then we stop just shy of, of grabbing hold and taking what was on the table. And the, another analogy to add to this analogy is, if you've ever read the book, Think and Grow Rich, um, he tells the story that there is this miner, this gold miner, he, um, he, was, he had struck gold, and thought the vein had run out, so he he saw it as a defeat, so he sold all the mining equipment and then went back east. This was back in the gold rush time. But then another, an engineer um, had it surveyed and bought the land, bought the equipment immediately because the survey had said he was just three feet from hitting the gold vein again, and indeed he was. So if that first miner had gone just three more feet, he quit just too soon, just too soon. If he'd gone three more feet, it would have been in a completely different scenario. So I think the third ring, I call it three feet from gold. You tried, you reached, but you didn't quite take hold. Um, you kind of let defeat or uh, intimidation or fear or other factors draw your hands back. And then the fourth one, um, and the best way that I could come up to explain this was just our expectations. So our expectations of life, our expectations of others, and of ourselves. So if we expect that we will like that our life will be amazing, I think we're more likely to to reach out regardless of the situation. If we expect a lot of others that hey we are in partnership together, that we're not out for each other, we'll be I think much more willing to reach out and take hold of what is on the table. And then the expectations of ourself. If we don't think that we can handle what we pick up, we won't pick it up, regardless of if we even know we're three feet from gold. Um, so those are the four rings that, um, that I have come up with as far as from the core to like the external or moving more external and other reasons why we might leave things on the table. So what do you think of those two analogies, the poker table and then the giant red wood? Um, and then before I move on, I want to go back to that expectations piece. I had this thought and I wrote it down because I wanted to share it just with you. And it is, if we don't ask much of others, we may not ask enough of ourselves. And conversely, if we don't ask much of ourselves, we may not ask enough of others. Um, going back to that partnership piece and then what we expect of ourselves and then the overarching what we expect of our life I really think it has so much influence over what we leave on the table what we think is worthy of reaching out for or what we think we're worthy of reaching out for and taking hold of um, I think that statement sums it up so I hope I hope that you like it and I'll include it in the comments so you can actually see it again after this live um, so as we as we take a look at these analogies and say, okay, great, moving forward, how do I bring this into my life? I challenge you to consider every day as its own 
table. And there's three things that I want you, um, three thoughts that I want to leave you about this idea is that one, first of all, there is a table and that you are right in front of it. It is right in front of you. It is accessible every day. This table that we can sometimes leave things on, it exists. First of all, we can't do anything about it if we don't think it exists, right? So then the second thought is you have permission to engage with the table. So going back to the thought that got me to this question of why, you know, what have we left on the table is you have permission. I hope that you recognize that you can grant yourself permission to engage with the table. And then thirdly, your world and your life's work. Ask, beg of you to engage with the table because that's where you will find things just slightly out of your comfort zone oftentimes that will help make the difference and allow you to be able to step into your greatness. So when we step into our greatness, we have left nothing on the table or to throw in yet another analogy, leaving nothing on the field, right? So those, I hope those three thoughts um, start you thinking, <laughs> like good thoughts do, right? Um, so what can we do about this? I'm so glad you asked. I created a gift for you and it is, it's a gem, it's a little bit of a peek into the thought process that I use regularly to draw out, what do I think about this? How does this affect my life? Um, it's it's Think of it as a blank canvas and a painter's palette for really digging in to have some breakthrough in your life. And it is over at unsabotage.com slash try it. I'll include the link again in the comments below so you can click it after this is live. And I encourage you to go download it. There is just some beautiful space for you to get your thoughts out on the page. And here are these, I have three questions I want you to answer if you choose to download this and engage. Honestly, if you just don't like write on your own paper, I ask that you engage because it will be so worth your time. These are the three questions that I want you to ask. One, if I look at the table right in front of me, what do I find? Is it potential partnerships that could get you to the next level? Is it just, I maybe have a tech question and I'm kind of scared to ask, I feel like I need to figure it out on my own. Whatever it is, whether it is small or large, what is on the table in front of you that you could potentially be, be leaving there? And then the second question is, am I afraid of engaging with the table? Do I, do I trust that it's worth my while to maybe reach out of my comfort zone just a little bit to engage with that table? So are you afraid of engaging with the table? And then the third question is, what is my strongest reason for engaging with the table? Is it breakthrough? Is it partnership? Is it friendship? Is it, is it gaining knowledge that will take you and your life's work to the next level? Whatever it is, what is your strongest reason for engaging with the table? So at the back of that free gift, there is um, an eye-opening exercise that will help you dig even deeper into your thoughts around this table analogy. And I really think that you'll be able to see so much more clearly what, what your views are of what's actually available for you and um, and what will happen when you actually take that step of faith and reach out to that table. So here's my challenge for you. Until next week's episode, I ask that you engage with the table. 
even if it's a little bit out of your comfort zone, I, I challenge you to ask if that's how you engage or if it is to reach out onto that table. So, did you like what I had to say in this episode? If so, I'd be so honored if you would share it with your friends. So until next week's episode, be amazing and don't leave anything on the table. All right, gorgeous, I'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening to Unsabotage with Ginny Townsend. I hope you adored today's episode. Don't forget to hop on over to unsabotage.com slash try it to get a very special free gift from me to you. It's a sneak peek into one of the powerful methods we use here at Unsabotage to help women see the glass walls in their lives so they can shatter them and not run into them. Again, that's unsabotage.com slash try it. If you're looking for any links mentioned today, tap on the episode's icon to check out the show notes. I can't wait to connect again next week. Bye, gorgeous.